What's up, my fellow lionesses and lions? Welcome to the Project Lioness podcast. We are here to disrupt the mainstream narrative when it comes to health, holism, and human consciousness. We are here to share bold truths about health and life from a female perspective. This episode is brought to you by our team, Inspire Co., where we stand for your health being inspired by choice rather than being inhibited by chance. Thank you for being here and joining in on these raw, real, and powerful conversations. We hope our show brings you inspiration and empowerment to overcome challenges, reclaim your life, and ultimately pursue your mission with power, purpose, and play. Now, let's get into the episode. All right. <laughs> I am unsure of how to plug in my headphones into this road thing. And I am still figuring it out. I'm here solo and it is what it is. And that is totally okay. So here we go. If you haven't figured it out already, y'all, this is Dr. Mel with the Project Lioness. Project Linus podcast, and I'm here flying solo with y'all. And I'm here to talk about some beliefs. I'm here to talk about blind spots. And I'm here to talk about blueprints when it comes to health. And this all came from sitting at the sauna with my husband, which, those of you who don't know, my husband and I go to this amazing place. It's called Embrace North. If you are here in the Twin Cities in Minnesota, it is amazing. And Embrace North is a fire and ice experience, meaning you go into a sauna that is anywhere from 200 to 250 degrees for about 10 to 15 minutes, and then you dunk your ass. Yes, even when it's three degrees out in Minnesota, you go outside and you dunk yourself in a cooler that is anywhere from 32 to 45 degrees and it is absolutely painful and exhilarating all at the same time. So this has been a conversation I've heard over the last couple months and depending on when you're listening to this episode, it may still be winter time here in Minnesota. It may not be, but either way, it will relate to you and have relevancy in the change of seasons. And I remember sitting, which those of you tuning into the video cast, welcome to my house, welcome to my colorful bookshelf inspired by the queen of social media, Rachel Peterson. She's amazing. Anyway, welcome to my home. It's evening time and I am recording this podcast after a long day. So forgive me. This is this is definitely a test of equipment. This is a test of my voice. This is a test of all of it. And that's that's part of learning and the creation of things is not everything goes smoothly right away. But done is better than perfect. And I promise you the stories in this episode and the content in this episode will definitely outweigh the potential lack of quality. So here we go. And disclaimer, halfway and partway through this episode, I am going to insert a stream of consciousness that I recorded on my phone that I believe will actually sound and the content will be way better for you than me trying to recreate it. I thought to myself, well, I can just record and re-record this content that I, sometimes when I get like healing sessions, I don't know if y'all have experienced this, but 
when I get massages, when I get chiropractic here, I just become a stream of consciousness for content, ideas, wisdom. And when you're working with the body, right, releasing energy, you're sometimes they hit you and it hits you and you got to capture it. So I captured it on my phone and I was like, okay, I'll re-record this later and I'll make it pretty. And then I realized, why am I trying to do more work when what matters is that you hear what I have to say and how it relates to your life versus making it sound pretty. So hopefully this first part sounds just amazing because I'm speaking in this really expensive microphone. Okay, so anyway, tangent. I was hanging out at the sauna with my husband the other day and I heard these parents and these dads talking about how, you know, stuff's going around. When is it going to stop? Something's going around. My kids aren't recovering. And this was from an immune system perspective. And they kept saying, you know, kids just can't catch a break. We just can't catch a break. And this has been a thing I, and has been on a recurring pattern that I hear in the office every single October through probably February, right? The dark parts of the year, our food and our dietary chat patterns change, our relationship to nature changes. And I just hear these comments from people about something's going around, we can't catch a break. What I find interesting from 2022 to 2023, which is when I'm recording this, is I am seeing a level of uh, intensity in kids and people that I haven't seen. And I have theories behind that. And I go into why I think that is, which I will be the first to say this is not researched. This is just a theory I have as a health practitioner. And so I'm listening to them. And it got me thinking, when we go through life and we learn through behaviors, we learn from our parents, we learn from our peers, we develop our belief system, right? We see certain actions and thoughts and patterns and behaviors from people that we look up to or that birthed us in the world. And that's how we learn how to do life. This is the simple nature versus nurture example. So we learn a lot through nurturing, through how we are taken care of, through how our parents cared for us, how our teachers cared for us, how our society cared for us or did not care for us. And in these experiences, we often in the beginning mimic, right? We mimic when we're younger. That's why kids, you know, you think they're not listening. They're definitely listening. <laughs> and we go through life and we test those behaviors and we test those actions and we test those ultimately beliefs that are created from our emotions and our actions and our thoughts, right? And our behaviors. And we either get confirmation that yes, your beliefs and behaviors are accurate according to the culture or no, they're not. And that can sometimes feel painful when we feel our way of being maybe isn't fully accepted into the cultural norm. So through that, while we develop beliefs, we also develop perceptions or as I like to say, blind spots. You could also refer to this as cognitive biases, right? We as human beings so often want to be liked. We want our beliefs to be right. And while a belief becomes a belief, a belief is not always truth. And it's okay for your beliefs to change, right? So sometimes in our development, I shouldn't say sometimes, more often than not, as we age, we just naturally develop blind spots because you can only be exposed to so many people, so many thoughts, so many experiences at a young age. And there will always be experiences that you aren't exposed to. There will always be perceptions that you're not exposed to. And as a result of that, blind spots are created. 
And this can relate to any area of your health and really any area of your life, rather, not just your health, but your family, your finances, your spirituality, your physical health, your mental health, your social well-being, your vocation, your career, and everything in between. And when we develop these blind spots, we oftentimes will try to seek filling in the void. And we as human beings are natural seekers. We always want to fill the void. We always want to learn more. That's part of being human and having the type of brain that we have. So beliefs often will stem from, again, emotions, thoughts, behaviors, patterns, physical actions. And as we move up that chain of what I call the consciousness chain, when we come across blind spots that all of a sudden like that get filled or flipped or you hear a different perspective, your beliefs can start to change. You gather new data, you read new research, you have a different experience. And as our beliefs change, all of a sudden what begins to happen, and there's a point to this, I promise. <laughs> Sometimes I can get very meta when I'm speaking and teaching. But as our beliefs begin to change based on experiences or new perceptions and blind spots getting filled and fulfilled, then our emotions change, our thought patterns can start to change. And ultimately, on the tail end of that, moving down that chain, your physical experience can change, your physical matter. And this is the concept, what I believe is so much and really wild about all of this, is that your beliefs can and do influence your biology and influence your reality. And we can thank a ton of research and a ton of data that's been collected from researchers in their field, such as Dr. Joe Dispenza, many of you who are maybe clients of mine or follow me on social media. I see you all really into Joe Dispenza right now. He's been in my world for probably a decade now. Also, Dr. Bruce Lipton, highly recommend his work, The Biology Belief. So why am I talking about this? Well, we as humans, back to the sauna conversation, we really, in my stream of consciousness I'm about to share, we'll go into it. What we're always looking for is to validate our own experience, right? And so if we're walking around, for example, saying something's going around, something's going around, you know, I just can't, I just can't beat it, or I'm going to be a victim to another virus, we have to consider, okay, where, where is this paradigm coming from? And I'm not here to say that like viral transfer is not a thing. That's not what I'm saying. But there are interesting theories about viral immune expression that I get into in this stream of consciousness that I'll share in this next segment of the podcast. But we have to look at, back to my point, that we as human beings always want to be validated. We want to be validated in our values of what matters to us. We have a cognitive bias. And sometimes we will dismiss the blueprints, otherwise known as principles of science. We will dismiss the principles of human biology. We will dismiss the principles of human physiology. And so much so that we get so stuck in a way of being that we actually organically, consciously and subconsciously seek out relationships and people and communities that validate this. This is the concept of groupthink, right? Where everyone believes the same thing and no one's wrong. This is my problem with cancel culture. If you live in a world in a social media outlet where everyone is telling you the exact same thing you already know, then how do you even grow, right? So we have to consider one, where are these beliefs coming from? 
is it actually based in fact or is it just based on neurological patterning and repetition over time of things based on a limited perception, right? And then we have to look at, okay, am I just seeking evidence and validation from people around me that makes me feel comfortable or am I seeking alternative perspectives that maybe challenge my current viewpoint or my current reality that ultimately can help me grow? And then lastly, asking ourselves, based on our beliefs, is there data in the real world to back up something completely opposite? And am I willing to look at that data? And am I willing to consider, is this belief based in principle or is it based in biases? And is it based on what I observed growing up, which is a limited perception? So not to get too sciencey or too technical language-wise on you right away, but this is just literally, this is what happens in my brain. And you're going to get glimpses into my consciousness and my brain in the Project Lioness podcast. It's not just me on this podcast. Remember, there's Ashley and Jess. They're really good at like summarizing my stream of consciousness, vision thoughts. But I think this will make a lot more sense in the next segment that I'm about to share. So sit back, listen, be open to this perception, because really that's what we're here on the Project Lioness podcast to do is to open up your perception around new concepts of health, new concepts of wholeness, and new concepts of holism and human consciousness. And when I say new, I actually mean going back to a lot of our origins and going back to our roots and really looking at what does the body say? What does our physiology say? What does our neurology say? What does the neuroscience say? And we know that that's constantly changing, right? The more that we discover new microbiomes and new parts of our body, that's, that's part of being human and adapting to new data that comes in and being open to shifting your perception rather than so locked into one way of being and one belief that all of a sudden you're gripping onto old data and you're gripping onto old ways of being that are actually breaking your system down. This is neuroplasticity, y'all. This is adaptability. We'll get into it. I promise I'll break all these technical terms down in future episodes. But for now, check this out. Check out this stream of consciousness from moi, Dr. Mel, and I'll see you after the episode. As well as knowing as a doctor, blueprints that relate to health. And one of the things we must consider when we see kiddos not being able to kick these viruses that are going around is one, for the last two and a half years, almost three years, especially when kids were put into quarantine and they weren't able to hang out with each other and engage their social nervous system and engage their herd immunity, was that they lost the opportunity to do just that, which is engage their ability to develop a strong herd immunity. What used to happen back in the day is the strong young children and the strong young adults with strong bodies, strong immune systems would go out and the elderly and the weakened population would stay home and they would be in quarantine because what happens is when the strong, healthy people go out into the world, go out into the villages, go out to hunt, go out to engage, they beat up the virus. This is what natural herd immunity is all about is having the strong people beat up the virus in their body so that the virus continues to weaken as it gets passed along. So as those strong people acquire both primary and secondary immune responses with their B cells, their T cells, their antibodies, their antigens, the virus gets beat up because it's entered into a host that is strong and it weakens it versus 
weakening the entire population and not being exposed to each other allows the creation of superbugs, super viruses, super bacteria. We've heard of this. Super bacteria, super bugs, super viruses can also be created when they become resilient and essentially vaccine and uh, antibody resistant and resilient bugs, meaning they do not get killed with antibiotics and vaccines. They actually get stronger because they're resistant. So this is what happens. The bugs get stronger, the hosts get weaker, and it continues to manifest and it continues to get passed on and no one is strong enough to actually weaken the virus. So this is a big blind spot that I see in the health world, in the world in general, where we think that we need to quarantine everyone. We think that we need to have everyone stay indoors. And in fact, we should allow the strong and the healthy to go out, beat it up, maybe have a day or two where it just is really shitty. You strengthen your own immune system and therefore the virus weakens. So this is a big blind spot that we have created in our culture, unfortunately. Now, again, we have we all have beliefs when it comes to health that sometimes go against the science of virology, the science of biology, and the science of human physiology. And these beliefs get ingrained in us from our thoughts, our emotions, and our actions. And over time, as we, and of course, cultural conditioning, right? The programming, the And I don't say programming from a bad way, but I mean what we see on TV, what we hear on podcasts, and what we hear each other talk about, where that becomes an ingrained belief, even though it goes against natural human physiology, virology, and biology, which I took extensive courses on while in school. I don't claim to be a virologist. However, I've taken enough human anatomy, human physiology, virology, histology, biochemistry, and all of the above, plus more, to understand that the human body is designed differently. And unless we own our design and own our blueprint, if you think about a blueprint, right? A blueprint is something, it's a foundation. It's what things are built upon, right? You got the science, you got the structure, you got the angles are measured, the lengths of things are measured down to the inch, down to the centimeter. It's a blueprint in which we can develop a framework from and we can develop a deeper foundation and build from that. So in order to look at the principles and the blueprints of health, we first have to ask, well, what is health? right? Health is not necessarily the absence of symptoms. It's rather a full optimal expression of physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual vitality from the inside out. And that just because you have symptoms does not mean that you are unhealthy and vice versa. Just because you don't have symptoms doesn't mean you are healthy. And this is a theory. This is maybe more of a belief or a paradigm not necessarily truth. There are a lot of health experts out there talking about where they have a theory of virology and that viruses don't just get passed around, right? It's not like they take vacation and all of a sudden they're back in the springtime or back in the fall time or winter time, but they actually have a theory that viruses live within us and they're either active or dormant. And through our own lifestyle choices and behaviors and lifestyle options that we choose for ourselves, whether it's our sleep, our sunshine exposure, our supplementation, our diet, what we choose to do on a daily basis, how we move our bodies, these lifestyle factors i.e. epigenetics can actually trigger and create the dormancy to then turn into more of an active viral expression. And through the viral expression, this is actually a way, an intelligent way, because our body's intelligent, 
that the body detoxifies potential parasites, viruses, and bacteria that have been living dormant for a really long time. And through that activation, our body is actually able to clear it. So this is a theory. I'm not claiming it to be fact, but it is really interesting to think about how maybe there are some things that happen within our body that are subconscious, that through our own conscious choices, things can become activated and therefore move through us, get processed so that it doesn't carry on generation to generation. We have to remember too, this is fact, (laughs) this is a blueprint of health. We have to remember that we are more bacteria than we are ourselves. On average, there are eight to 10 bacteria per every cell in our body. So we are actually kind of like these little aliens that have just bacteria and viruses within us. And we are meant to actually coexist with such bacteria and viruses in our own internal environment as well as our external environment, right? Not all bacteria are bad. This is where probiotics come from, prebiotics, right? And not all viruses are bad. And so it's important for us to look at how can we actually, the quest ion of this episode is how can we actually start to look at living in coherence with such bacteria, with such viruses? How can we actually maintain a perception that you can either one, live as though the world is out to get you and if things get passed on and it's something is going around, that leaves you in that victim state that, well, I might be next. I might be the next host that the virus attacks because it's going around. So it's one perception, right? Or we can look at it and say, The quest ion, which raises our vibration, if you ask a different question, you get a different outcome, is how can we live in more coherence and actually partner with bacteria and viruses and trust that your body will respond appropriately because you've given it the resources that it needs. So different question creates a different outcome in our life. And when you hold that question of your body being intelligent and that you work in coherence with your external and internal environment, perhaps that actually creates a new reality for you to live into and be strong and resilient rather than fearful and you're a victim to the next viral exposure and viral outbreak. All right, y'all, welcome back to me, me within me inception. This is so weird. Um, I've recorded podcasts in, in the past and to give it a little break to go to an audio section and then back to the recordingness and then back to the video. It's a learning process. So I hope that stream of consciousness served. And the reason why I felt called to record that in particular and keep it as it is, is one to show that I am human. I don't always have this whole setup and everything prepared and help me practice just speaking versus getting it right. Because if we waited until we got things right and we were ready, then we would never take action. Something Ashley and I really love to jam on, and you'll hear this in other episodes of Project Linus, is readiness is a verb (laughs) and you will never actually be ready. So we are big walkers of our talk. We are both teachers and students. And again, if I were to wait to make that stream of consciousness perfect, then I probably would have effed it up and it would have, I wouldn't have hit all the points that I really felt called to share with y'all, especially over the last two and a half years. I believe it's time 
belief, remember, <laughs> I believe it's time based on what I've seen with my clients and people in the field is that it's time to open up our paradigm of what is possible for health, what is possible for you, what is possible for your families, and even starting to enter into a different way of talking about your experience, a different way of talking about your body. And as I mentioned in the podcast clip, you don't have to be a victim of just wait for things to come around and get you, right? We get to be autonomous creatures. We get to be in control of a lot of our life. And that starts with actually owning your beliefs, owning your thoughts, owning your emotions, and owning that, well, yes, you have genetics, and yes, nature will do what nature does. You also are in and can be in relationship and dance with the power of epigenetics and nurturing yourself and lifestyle factors. And while, yes, it takes time, I promise you, it is one of the most rewarding choices that you can make. So that's, again, a lot of what this episode and what our future episodes are going to cover is how can you start to reclaim your power, ultimately feel that sense of wholeness, right? We're all about the reclamation process. So thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks for being with me in my messiness and my lioness energy, right? Not lions aren't always clean, neat creatures. <laughs> and thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being part of some of the initial episodes. And we really look forward to being with y'all. And uh, just grateful that we can be here and be ourselves. And hopefully that invites you to do the same, whether you're working on something, you're an entrepreneur, you have a project of your own that you know has purpose and meaning. This is your calling and your invitation to really step into that. So thank you again for tuning in. This is Dr. Mel where we are here to guide you in the reclamation of your power, invite you and inspire you into pursuing your purpose, and ultimately supporting you in playing all out in life. Until next time, see ya. Thank you for joining the Project Lioness podcast. Did you find value in today's episode? Help us impact the lives of others by sharing this podcast with someone you know who would resonate and benefit from the Project Lioness message. Excited to hear more? We invite you to subscribe on whatever platform you're tuning in on. And we'd be so grateful for you to leave us a review about what you enjoy most as well as what you'd like to hear more of. Thank you so much for all of your support. Sincerely yours in power, purpose, and play. Dr. Mel with the Project Lioness podcast. Keep rising, keep roaring, and keep inspiring.